Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you on a Monday evening, as we do each and every Monday at this time. It is time for What's Involved. And uh, my special guest in studio, and uh, I don't know how much we're going to talk about business tonight. We might just end up reminiscing, but let's say a very warm welcome to uh, the CEO of a brand new bank called Grow Bank. It's Spiro Georgiopoulos. Hello there, Spiro. Hello, David. Nice to be here. Great to have you here. Even more so that I've now discovered you're a fellow Benoni boy. Absolutely. Great little time. Mm, so we've, we've spent a lot of time reminiscing. But now we're going to get on uh, to this uh, brand new bank. It's a bank called Grow Bank. And uh, I, it caught my attention right from the start. So you are the CEO, but let's go back in time just a little bit. Tell me a little bit about Spiro and, and let's, let's track your journey um, and how you ended up as CEO at Grow Bank. Wow, okay. Um, well, as you said, uh, when you introduced me, I am a Benoni boy, so uh, uh, not born, but certainly bred in Benoni. I'm a son of immigrants who came through to the country in the 60s. Um, but I've spent most of my life either in, uh, uh, in consulting or in, in banking, uh, originally for Standard Bank, which is the big blue, as everyone knows it. And then about nine years ago, I was appointed a CEO of what was then known as the Bank of Athens, which was the community bank pretty much uh, serving the Greek and Hellenic communities in, in the country. And then uh, late last year, we concluded a transaction with new shareholders as the original uh, Greek shareholder left the country. And uh, we launched GrowBank, which uh, actually happened in April this year. It's amazing. And you were saying earlier on, we were having a chat to it, and I was like, uh, Bank Athens was around for a while, and you said, in fact, it, it started off in this country back in 1947. So it's a bank with quite a lot of history. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, uh, just a little bit of history. So during the Second World War, the, uh, Greece had a royal family who, uh, for their own protection, were sent to South Africa under the protection of Jan Smuts and the government then. Uh, and they lived in Irene at Jan Smuts's house for the duration of the war until the, uh, the Nazis were overthrown. And then they went back to Greece. But as they were leaving, uh, Jan Smuts persuaded the Greek king at that time to, to set up a, a bank to service the Greek community because there were a lot of Greek expats coming into the country looking for a better life. Uh-huh. It's fascinating that. I mean, when you told me that history as well, I mean, um, like you say, that's Irene, that's where uh, the princess got her name from and all sorts of things like that. There is a very, very rich history. So you managed to get into banking and I noticed you glossed over quite a lot of, I think, important things, but it's okay. We're, gonna, we're here <laughs> to talk about the bank. Sure. So why why the change though why did you guys decide uh you need to do something else because and we're going to get into it the bank is fairly niched at the moment correct it is so um first of all the the old shareholder the national bank of greece as part of their divestment program from all countries that they were in, not only South Africa, uh, as part of the Greek crisis and the European uh, Union requirements, had to divest from the bank in South Africa as they did from their bank in Turkey and their bank in Egypt and, and so on and so forth. Um, but that gave us an opportunity to take a look at where this bank was going to go and who should be the new shareholders. And it became evident to us fairly early on that we had to find the things that we thought were going to matter going forward over the next 25 years. And for us, the main thing was food and water security. So we believe that um, the main thing that's going to drive economic progress in the country uh, over the next 25 years, and as a matter of fact on the African continent, is securing food um, and securing Mm -hmm. water. And a financial institution that specializes in that 
has, I think, quite a significant role to play in supporting economic growth and supporting businesses that are involved in the food and agricultural value chain. And when we say, I mean, I said it's a niche bank, but I mean, it's, it's a broad niche, even though it is niche, because just about everything you can think of, supply chain, logistics, it's, it's all in there from the very, very small farmers um, right up to the biggest of the big. Absolutely. You, you've got it spot on. So you, you imagine by the time food gets to your or my plate at home, um, how much has happened for that food to happen from the time something is planted on a farm or an animal is, is, is um, herded or, or grown uh, to when grain is stored, to it's got to be transported, somebody's got to manufacture and, and beneficiate all of the sort of stuff. It's got to be wholesaled, ultimately retailed, and then you and I as consumers go and buy it. So the food value chain pretty much touches all aspects of the economy um, as you move through it. So when you, when, you, when you looked at targeting this, and it certainly makes sense, I mean, there's people who say that in 100 years' time, war is going to be fought over water. So securing food and water and, and looking at that and in terms of, of how we do it, um, but does this, your banking services, do they just cater for, for companies in this sector or for everyday people, people who may work in the food industry, so they can open a, a, a personal account with you? By and large, we are a business and corporate bank. So okay. our main focus is actually servicing businesses. Um, mm-hmm. and, our, 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 and our focus around that is really what we would call family-run businesses. So businesses that are we're – not, we're not trying to compete for the very large corporates that are listed on the stock exchange. That's not our game. Our game is to actually grow um, what we would call entrepreneurs and SMEs. Uh, yeah. And we see family businesses as, let's call it, the centre of uh, employment creation in the country and economic growth in the country. And so that's where we focus on. And if you can imagine the heritage and the history of the bank, mm. a lot of the Greek expats who came to the country pretty much set up little businesses. I mean, we all joke about the corner cafe. You know, there was yeah. a Greek corner cafe pretty much in every neighbourhood. Well, mm. that's where the heritage and the um, let's call it, and the skills base of the bank comes from, and it's built off that. But it's now being extended into areas that we traditionally didn't um, bank, which is really the food and agricultural ga- uh, space. And that's because of our new shareholders who've brought some real skills, expertise, and muscle in that in that area. Well, if you don't mind, when we come back, I'd like to have a chat about who those those partners are and those shareholders are, uh, so we can get a bit of a, a better idea, and then we can we can take it from there. But Fascinating. And I, I like the fact that you mention the Greek Corner Cafe, because when you think about it, without the Greek Corner Cafe, life as we know it would not have happened, particularly in the small towns that we come from. And that, that whole um, idea of family businesses is something that resonates greatly with me, because that's why I do the show. That's what I aim at. I aim at entrepreneurs and the smaller businesses. A big corporates can look after themselves. They've done okay so far. Sure. But it's, it's those kind of people. And I mean, just the way this bank has been structured, your marketing, your PR um, is absolutely brilliant and it speaks to people. I mean, even though I was interviewing you when I was going through everything, I was like, okay, I like this. I'm, I'm having thoughts here about uh, where I want to put my business banking. Anyway, so uh, we are chatting to CEO of Grow Bank, a brand new bank, launched officially on the 8th of April. Uh, it is Spiro Georgiopoulos who's in studio with me. We'll be back finding about those shareholders in just a bit. It is what's involved. Spiro Georgiopoulos in studio with me tonight. So just before the break, I said I'd be very interested to hear who 
your partners are. Um, is it something we can talk about? Are they proud partners of GrowBank? Absolutely, they are. Um, so let's have a go. Let's see what they are. So, so we have three major shareholders. Um, and they each play a very quite significant role in it. So uh, we start off with um, uh, uh, an interest from the government. So the Public Investment Corporation has a share in the bank. Um, and that's because of kind of the the focus that is being placed on food security and so on. Um, we then have uh, the, the local um, agricultural and financial services group called uh, AFCRI Group Holdings, which uh, everyone will know. Okay. Um, and they're a major player bringing, you know, more than 100 years of knowledge in the agricultural space and about 70 years in the food space. Um, and then we have uh, an international player, but who's heavily invested in Africa and specifically South Africa, known as Fairfax Capital. And they've, they, they believe in the African continent and they've set up a, a company called Fairfax Africa. And they've invested not only in South Africa, but in, in a number of countries around the continent, together in some cases with AFGRI, in securing grain storage facilities and securing uh, agricultural uh, um, capability uh, around the African continent. So talking to this issue of food security, which they believe and we believe now is not only a South African thing, but actually a, a thing that affects the whole continent. Now, what are you specifically hoping to bring to this whole sort of, you're now targeting the market and it's, it's in the food sector, it's in the agricultural sector. So you've got the banking experience. These guys have got the, the agricultural experience. But now somebody listening tonight, what sort of, what, what are you bringing to the party for these people? How are you going to make it better? So first of all, you you're, you're quite correct in saying that we're combining this uh, this type of expertise in a unique way. So although all, all of the other big banks have a very good agricultural banking offering, none of them are actually owned or partnered completely with specialists in agricultural and food, uh, and that being AFCRI specifically and Fairfax further into the continent. So combining a real deep understanding of what it means to run a family business, and that's where the bank comes from, and the, and the issues that family businesses face. Combining that with deep skills in understanding what it means to run a farm or what it means to run a food business um, gives us, I think, quite a unique niche and a unique offering. And building that expertise in that area, I think, uh, will make us uh, quite powerful uh, in the way that uh, we can go to market. Look, I think it's it's... Amazing what you're doing. Um, a friend of mine um, left, uh, was at school with me as well, um, left South Africa and uh, went to go and take over the family farm in Zimbabwe. And before everything went the way it did in Zimbabwe, he was saying that one of the biggest struggles they had as a family farm was getting the finance, getting the stuff approved, people were helping them. And I can only imagine in South Africa, it must be a similar situation. Then along comes you and, and you keep on mentioning this family thing. So do you also and are you planning on also catering to um, small farmers? You know, the, the guys who've got the small farming and they're starting up and they're wanting to grow. Is that something you're going to be focusing on? Absolutely. So let me start by saying, um, you know, uh, I don't want us to sound like a charity organization. We're not. So we make decisions on commercial on a commercial basis mm -hmm. on, on everything. Well, yes, um, that's and, the reason. And, and that's how you survive in business. Yes. You've got to make the right business decisions. So we do look to service uh, those business owners who have a viable business offering and, and look like they will survive and grow. 
Um, but coming to your question, your second question around small farmers or what we call small-scale farmers, we see that as a critical component of spreading, if you like, the economic uh, well-being uh, in the country and and uh, supporting small ca- small scale farmers um, is going to be a very important part of what the bank does now um, you've got to do this in, in very smart ways. And I think because we have the partnership with AFGRI or AGH, as, as, as they're called nowadays, um, brings this real smart way of engaging small farmers that doesn't look at just providing something like money, financing, and then walking away, and then most of them fail. What you need to do is you need to wrap the offering uh, around equipment, around knowledge, around uh, expertise, around science, around finance, you've got to be able to package that in such a way that the small-scale farmers, one, can afford it, and two, it will really help them to grow their businesses. And that's where I think we can actually play quite a significant role. And, I mean, you know, it's 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 common knowledge that um, in in most uh, of Africa, the, the, the farming community, as it were, is shrinking. And, and you know, a lot of people are moving to, have been moving to cities and there's been a lot of emphasis on, on jobs in the cities and, you know, with the mining industries, etc., people have moved away from um, traditional farming. And that's a problem because one day we're going to run out of farmers and when we run out of farmers, there's, there's, there's going to be a big crisis. So you guys are really thinking um, towards the future here and what you're doing. And I think it, it, it says a lot about the bank and the, and the vision of the bank that you, you're focusing on this. What about into Africa? You've mentioned Africa once or twice. Uh, do you have aspirations into Africa? Do some of the, the shareholders have uh, shareholdings in Africa? They do. Um, and although South Africa is our initial focus area specifically for the bank, our shareholders, both Atlas Mara and uh, Fairfax, who own Atlas Mara, which is a bank uh, banking group in Africa, um, okay. as well as AFGRI, who have operations in about eight or nine countries in, Af- uh, in Africa, and they're actually the biggest owner of grain storage on the continent have major aspirations to take the financial services leg of this deeper and deeper into the African continent. Don't forget that AFCRI is also the biggest John Deere dealer outside of the United States in the world. Really? And so uh, the, the availability of this equipment um, to farmers and, and small-scale farmers in smart ways with the financing background and the financing packages that can go with it um, really uh, creates some something quite interesting, I believe, uh, in, in how food security will be enhanced over the next uh, generation. But now, you're doing all of this, and, and I think what you're doing is, is fantastic in terms of that. But when we come back, I'd like to, if we can, just uh, have a little bit of a chat about your existing, because you were an existing bank, the Bank of Athens, you had clients, you had business clients. So when we come back, let's chat a little bit about that. What's involved that is uh, a Monday night, my guest in studio, CEO of the brand new Grow Bank, Spiro Georgiopoulos. And uh, Spiro, just before the break, uh, we were chatting and I said, but you know, you were Bank of Athens. It was an institution for many, many years. Now you've, you've grown and you and you sort of targeting and renaming and you it's basically a new bank what about all the clients that were there they are very much there are they did did they did you sort of go through some sort of obviously i'm assuming you went through a process they didn't just wake up one day and found that they were banking with another bank absolutely not so we, we we consulted quite extensively with the existing client base 
most of whom are large business owners, family-run businesses, uh-huh. many of whom who are already in the food trade, somewhere in that value chain. But even those who were not in the, in the food value chain uh, were consulted. And basically what we said to them is, although we're putting this focus on the bank because we think it's important, uh, the the things that we've always done very well in servicing family-run businesses don't go away. So we will continue to service those customers in the same way, uh, if not even better, uh, over over the next while. And um, all of them are pretty comfortable. They like they like the offering. So we we're good about that. I think that's that's and it's a sign of the loyalty of the customer as well. Because sure. I mean these days. Uh, customers are a fickle bunch of people and and you know with the digital age people have it's it's made things so much easier and so much more research gets done so you know for you the the, the loyalty thing these days doesn't really happen and i think it's a testament that you say uh, that uh, the majority of them have have remained with you so so you had a change and and you know when you think about it you go yeah okay they're now called go bank i think it's a fantastic bank etc cetera, etc cetera. but then suddenly you get to thinking as i've just done about all the things that you have to change. How's that process going? I mean, you've got all the branches that you had to change. You know, it's all the branding, digital sites, customer engagement. How? How have you done that? Done and dusted. All sorted. All sorted. In this short space of time. We did it very fast. We had some very smart people helping us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the team at the bank is, uh, has been focused. Remember, this transaction may have been launched on the 8th of April, but the deal was actually signed two years ago. So there's a whole regulatory process from the Competition Commission to the Reserve Bank to the Minister of Finance who have to approve the acquisition of shares in a bank um, like this. And so we had this time to prepare ourselves and think about it, do the branding exercise, uh, work out what the system's impacts were going to be, talking to existing customers, all of that stuff. So um, it's not as if, you know, we did it in 24 hours. We've been working on it for a while. Um, but, yeah, it's done and dusted. So the bank is the bank. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, Bank of Athens, you had, you had a couple of branches around the country. Not many. Yeah? Not many. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still think it's a massive, massive change. And, and you've done it. And I've got to tell you um, – it's very clear that you put a lot of thought into this from the logo to your website to the look of the website and and you, you've said it a couple of times and I, I, I wanted to mention that in terms of even your website when you go onto that website you get that family feeling I mean you can actually see who you're going to be talking to you've got names of people um, you talked about relationship banking sure so and and I remember the old days when you had a personal banker and that personal banker was an actual human being that you could go into the bank and see. These days, for a lot of, uh, of, of uh, institutions, a personal banker is more of a term than an actual person. Where do you guys stand on that? So let, let me be fair and say that banking as we used to know it, doesn't exist anymore for the, for the simple reason that technology has overtaken a whole lot of things that people used to do. Mm-hmm. And actually for the better because it's brought the cost of banking down and uh, it and it's made uh, things a lot more convenient and more accessible to a lot more people. But in the business space, so remember that you were talking about a personal banker. Yeah. If you think about our bank, which is servicing businesses, um, it's a slightly different angle that you have to take. So, 
a digital platform uh, and all of the technology that goes around making things convenient for your business customers is a must. If you don't have that, you're not even in the game. So you have to have that. But we believe that actually at the center of everything is this thing that we call the relationship manager. This person who has a deep understanding of how to read the customer's balance sheet and income statement can advise the customer on investment decisions. So if you run a business, you don't want to speak to somebody if you're moving money around or um, managing your payroll or, or anything like that. You want to be able to do that using artificial intelligence, internet banking, mob- mobile banking, and so on and so forth. So that's not stuff you want to speak to your banker about. Mm-hmm. But if you're buying trucks you're Mm -hmm. replacing your fleet or you're buying a new factory or you're buying a new farm or whatever it is. You don't do that on mobile banking. You actually need to speak to people who can advise you on your investment decisions and how to spend your money. And that's where the relationship manager comes in. So that stays very close to to where where we believe the, the offering has to be. And our relationship managers actually go to customers. We don't have branches per se. We don't ask customers to come and see us. We go to the customer's premises because we need to understand we've got to walk in their factory, on their farm, uh, see the trucks. It's kind of quite a tactile thing, which is quite different, but you've got to support that with very smart digital offerings to make convenience real. But that makes so much sense. I mean, as, you, as you're talking about it, and I'm thinking as my friend that I, that I discussed uh, that was, was a farmer, still is to, to, to all intents and purposes, um, but to have that person be able to come to the farm because, you know, that's, that's where you are. You can't afford to go into town. And, I mean, I remember for a lot of farmers, it's, it is it's this thing called going into town. <laughs> and it's quite a production. So your people actually go out to the, sh- to the factories, to wherever, and they will actually spend time with them there, which I think is amazing because I like to know, and I'm a fan of digital, big fan of digital. Um, it's part of what I do when I'm not here is uh, we run online and digital uh, programs and we do chatbots and deliver and, and uh, sort of develop those things. But I want to talk to a real person. Every now and again, I want to know there's somebody real that's looking after my money. Transitioning from that, though, um, we've, we've discussed this. I think you guys have got a winner here. It's a fantastic bank. Um, and just the way that you present it. You've got to go and see the website, by the way. We'll give that out at the end of the show. But check out the website. What happens now? And, and I'm, I'm going to ask now because I've got a couple of messages on going. Uh, who can, uh, you know, how do you, how do you join the bank? Can you join the bank? Um, somebody wants to know, they're thinking of starting a business. Would Grow Bank be a bank for them? Somebody else says, but I'm not in the, in the agricultural industry. Can we speak to those things? Because I know people that are listening tonight, they may have existing banks and they might want to be looking at changing that or starting up business. How would you define, who could come to you? Anyone who wants to run a business, either an existing business and if it's a, a new business, if they've got something, a cogent business plan that they can put on the table that will persuade us from a, a risk management perspective that uh, it is worth lending their money to, to start a business, absolutely. It doesn't have to be only in agriculture or only in food. That is our main focus area, so I won't, I won't move away from that. But if you are a business owner and you're looking for a high-touch, smart, digitally supported bank that can help you grow your business, I think – yeah, we, we are the right people to talk to. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And, and, and definitely a business that's putting down even stronger and deeper roots in this beloved Africa of ours. 
And I think that is vitally important because it shows that, that people a lot cleverer than me have given this a lot of thought. And I like to see that I'm not just being naive when I believe in South Africa and the future of Africa, that there are other people, as I said, smarter than me, that have done the research and know that this is happening. Where do you see uh, GrowBank going to in the next year or two, Spiro? Well, uh, the next year or two is actually quite a short horizon. For a bank, yes. For a bank. Yes, okay. Um, let's, let's call it five to ten years. I think, I think there is no doubt in our minds that we will be the preeminent food and agricultural bank in South Africa. And we will, in the next five to ten years, I think we will have made a mark on the African continent with our shareholder partners. And, and that's, that's something that you as CEO, you're responsible for driving that vision. With a team of very smart people. I, I would guess that they would be very smart to, do, yeah. to be in, in, in banking. I started out in the bank uh, uh, after I finished my national service. And uh, I started out in those days, they had just, just, they were just transitioning over to First National Bank. It was okay. the original Barclays. Sure. And I think I was probably the worst banker on the face of the planet. I just, I couldn't do it. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't for me, and yet I was fascinated by it. But uh, it was uh, it was very interesting in those days, and I was based in Wadeville, so uh, we had Wadeville. some of the big the big uh, corporates there, Consul Glass, and all of those people were around there. Okay. Um, yeah, this, I did the savings and investments in those days. Sure, when they still had books that you had to write in. I was giving my way my, my age big time here, but. I enjoyed that because I enjoyed seeing how people actually saved and, and, and were able to do some amazing things with their money. Banking has changed so much. Um, and I think it's brilliant that, you, that you're going to do that. Um, ah, there we go. Hang on. Somebody else is just – we keep getting messages in. Um, <laughs> oh, you see, I like this. I like people who take initiative. Uh, hi, listening to you in Spiro. Are there any staffing needs? <laughs> There are always staffing needs. So I tell you what, we're going to give out, and, and you know what, thumbs up for asking because, hey, yeah, why not? Um, so what we'll do is we'll give out, can we give out like the website? You must be Absolutely. able to get onto the web, website and, 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 and see to apply there or how Absolutely. So the website is, is, is comprehensive. And uh, if you're interested in working for GrowBank, uh, you can go onto the website. There's a there's a link there to uh, allowing you to contact the bank to um, uh, and to uh, you know upload CVs and a whole lot of things like that. Um, we also advertise posts that are going at at this point in time. So yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. The website is fantastic, and I mean the bit I like the most is you know you can you can call and they give you somebody's photo and a number or. Send us an email and we'll email you back. Yeah. I like that because now I know who I'm going to be dealing with. Yeah. And, and I think it's brilliant. It brings it back to that, that family thing. So uh, the website, uh, we're going to give that out just before we go, though. Um, I like to ask my guests this because I think it just helps us understand guests a little bit better. Uh, we've mentioned we're both Benoni boys. <laughs> One thing about Spiro that people wouldn't generally know. Share something with me. Wow. 
I used to be a skateboarding champion <laughs> in my teen years. Really? I was, yes, I was. I won quite a few competitions. So there we go. One yeah. of the Boogaloo's gang, hey? Yeah, absolutely. So Early days. A skateboarder. Yeah. There you go. You see, we all have stories, and uh, I'm going to let uh, Spiro skateboard off now and uh, go and enjoy some dinner because I think it's been a long day for him. Thank you so much for coming in and having a chat to us. Um, I love everything about this bank. I love what it stands for. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, if you'd like to find out more, uh, it's www.growbank.co.za. www.growbank.co.za. It's an incredible website. Well worth uh, a visit. And uh, hey, have a look and see because... I tell you, I've got a good feeling about the bank. Hopefully you'll be back uh, in the, the not-too-distant future and chat to us about some of the exciting strides you're making. Thank you, David. I really had fun. Fellow Benoni boy, Spiro Georgiopoulos, thank you so much for coming in tonight and uh, we wish you all the best going forward. Thank you.